Welcome to another week of the Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition. Nathan stacking with you here. I didn't expect to be doing a podcast this week. Not, and that's not because the Jackrabbits were going to lose to New Hampshire. We didn't expect that. But uh, Baby Stacking hasn't shown up yet, so it's allowing us to get prepared for a big semifinal showdown in the FCS playoffs. So thank you, Baby Stacking, for holding off for just a little bit here. As we have James Madison and South Dakota State, the winner going to Frisco, to Sam Houston State, and North Dakota State. Uh, Jackrabbits annihilate New New Hampshire to the tune of 56-14. Huge win for them. Uh, but it did perhaps come at a price, and I think I speak for all Jackrabbit fans around when I think you know, the first question that you're asking is what is the status of tight end Dallas Goddard? You know, NFL draft prospect Dallas Goddard. He hurt his ankle on the very first play of the game last week against New Hampshire. It was it's an injury that it sounded like on the broadcast that if if the Jackrabbits needed him to go back in, he could. But they were up 21 nothing at the end of the first quarter. And they just kept putting the pedal to the metal. I mean, this game wasn't even close. Let, let's be real here. The Jackrabbits absolutely killed New Hampshire pretty much from start to finish uh, in this one. Uh, like I said, 56-14. Guess what? Jake Wenicky got A, his first 100-yard receiving day of the year. Finally, he had nine catches for 140 yards, but he also had his first rushing touchdown of the year. This came after Taron Christian scored early on in the game. You know, 13-yard touchdown run for him. Three minutes later, Jake Wenicky, 48-yard touchdown run. Then Isaac Wallace added one um, with a minute to go in the quarter. So it was 21 to nothing, and it was it was 35 to nothing into the third quarter. Like it just when it's 28 to nothing half, you, you're feeling really good about it. That you, even 21 nothing against a team like New Hampshire, but Jake Wenicky catches two touchdown uh, passes. Kay Johnson gets a, a kickoff return for a touchdown. It was all SDSU. All the way, and the the defense played great. The and 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 offense, defense, and special teams they're they're all doing it for SDSU right now, and it, they've taken it up another notch to another level here in the playoffs. And yes, you can look at the fact that hey, they played Northern Iowa and New Hampshire, but I'm going to look at like when you say that they beat down Northern Iowa. They laid a beat down on them. That's a team that came into Dana J. Dykow Stadium last year and or it, earlier this year, excuse me, in October and killed the Jacks. I mean, the Jacks had a lot of self-inflicted wounds, but it just, it, they beat them to a pulp. It was it was very convincing. Uh, really, all three phases weren't good and, you know, then Started out a little slow against Missouri State, but they turned it on in the second half. And then they beat Western Illinois. And then they beat North Dakota State. And then uh, they beat USD. They beat Illinois State. It's just everything. They're playing great football right now. No doubt about it. Taron Christian only had to throw for 190 yards in this game. Two touchdowns, though. He had... Uh, you know, forty-eight yards on the ground. So not an not an all-star day by for Christian by any means, but he didn't need it. Again, the defense played great, offense played great. It, it was just a great game all the way around for the Jackrabbits. So there's really, I guess, not a whole lot to get into here. Jake Wanky did drop a, a touchdown catch, but I think it 
and, and that sucks. But with Goddard out, that's when Wenneke stepped up his game the most. And I think that's the most impressive thing about this is that, you know, the, the New Hampshire defense didn't have to hone in on Goddard. They didn't have to draw extra attention, which could open up perhaps some one-on-one opportunities for Wenneke. No, Goddard's out, and Wenneke's just stepped up his game incredibly. Three total touchdowns, as I mentioned. A 48-yard rushing touchdown, 140 yards receiving. So that was great. Uh, New Hampshire's defense heard a lot about how good they are up front, that they can get some pressure on the quarterback without, um, without needing to blitz a lot. Well, really didn't happen. Look at here. One sack. One sack for New Hampshire. I mean, that's just... That's an incredible job by, as Coach Stiglmeyer would say, the fat guys up front there. The offensive line doing a phenomenal job. And defensively, too, it was very good. I know Christian Roseboom had to leave for a little bit or he was on the bike. Not a huge deal. You're going to have a hard time keeping any SDSU player off of the field on Saturday. 3.30 p.m. Central Time, 4.30 out east, 2.30 in the mountains. Uh, on ESPNU against JMU, James Madison, who beat Weaver State, had to come back and beat them 31-28. to Very entertaining game there. Uh, unexpected, I would I would probably say, because you know, who would have ever thought that JMU would have that much of a difficult test against Weaver State? Even though Weaver State's playing really well... Um, or was playing really well going into that game. It was still great to see JMU win. Uh, I mean, they're looking to repeat as champions. So, But SDSU has made it to the FCS playoffs, to the semifinals for the first time ever. School history never made it this far. And the winner will take on North Dakota State and Sam Houston State. Uh Yes, 31-28, James Madison did beat Weber State. Uh, Sam Houston State beat Kennesaw State 34-27. They're going to need to be on their A game against North Dakota State. Whenever they've played North Dakota State, especially in the play- or only in the playoffs, they've gotten killed. So I don't expect that to be any different here. Uh, that game is Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central time on ESPN2. And then could it be an all-Dakota showdown? i got to tell you, that scares the living heck out of me. I don't know if I can... What if SDSU were to lose to NDSU in Frisco? I know that's a sinister way, or, you know, a cynical way to look at it. And, you know, glass half empty. You know, think positive stacking. You know, the Jackrabbit's going to beat the Bison. They've already done it once this year. But the Bison know what it's like to be in a national championship game. SDSU hasn't. So how will that factor in and everything I mean tell you what that that's just we SDSU fans would never hear the end of it if NDSU were to beat SDSU I won't go on to the other side don't right now I just don't know how much enjoyment I would get out of that game so go Sam Houston State beat North Dakota State on Friday night but like I said it's going to take a miracle for that to happen Sam Houston State's defense is not very good North Dakota State's playing really well right now uh, Easton Stick has, has played really well so far in the playoffs. Hasn't needed to do a whole lot, but still, he's playing very good compared to that little small stretch he had during the regular season where he was throwing some interceptions, including that game where he had four turnovers against SDSU. And James Madison, not the same offensive team as they were last year. Defensively, they're just as good. Weaver State gave them a run for their money, but I, 
I do think that in the end, James Madison, that defense is going to be tough. They are going to be ready for the Jacks, for Wenneke, for Goddard. Those guys are going to have to step up. Brady Mangarelli is going to have to have a big day running. Kate Johnson, Marquise Lewis, uh, I mean, Isaac Wallace running the football too. Mikey Daniel, Taron Christian, he's going to have to have a big day. Someone else is going to have to step up though. You know, Kate Johnson, Marquise Lewis, someone like that. Um, and especially if, if Goddard isn't able to go. And hopefully he can play and doesn't do any further damage to that ankle that would cause him to uh, a miss the senior bowl. That would hurt his draft stock or just hurt his draft prospects. Um, I care a lot about that. You know, After you see Carson Wentz, North Dakota State, get drafted number two overall, obviously Goddard isn't going to get drafted that high. But just be cool to see him get drafted in the first round. He's an amazing talent and uh, hopefully doesn't do any further damage to his NFL career. But having said all that, uh, big game, again, 4.30 Eastern, 3.30 Central Time, 2.30 p.m. Uh, in the mountains on ESPNU on Saturday. SDSU against James Madison should be a very great, a good game. Jack Rabbit's confidence is sky high right now. As I said, they're playing very well on all three sides of the football. You know, offense, defense, special teams. They're all making huge contributions. And I'd say that is, uh, they're playing as well as they have at any point that I've probably seen them. Uh, but when you have stars like Goddard and Winnicky and Christian, um, it's something that you probably should expect. So again, 3.30 p.m. Central Time, ESPNU on Saturday, SDSU at James Madison in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Should be a good game. Uh, basketball, uh, mentioned last week, the loss to Wichita State for SDSU for the men. Uh Tough loss there. They've bounced back with a 103-67 win over Concordia last Friday night. And then they beat down North Dakota 99-63 on Tuesday. Rather impressive fashion. They were just able to get anything they wanted to at will. Uh, pretty, pretty phenomenal stuff there. Uh, I mean, just all the way around. Uh, very impressive by the Jacks. Mike Dom has another huge game. Um, let's get his stats here. Oh, yeah. 8-14 uh, of 14 from the field. 8-9 of nine at the foul line. Uh, 10 rebounds. A double-double. 25 points. A couple of assists. A block and a steal. Very good. 26 minutes, so got plenty of rest in there, too, as needed. So, very good. They were at one point like 25 of 35 from the field, and four of their 10 misses were from three. I mean that's just phenomenal. The they were they had their way with North Dakota, no doubt no doubt about that. They get Colorado tonight, Friday night. Uh, that game is a 7 p.m. Central Time tip off, six in the mountains. Colorado just lost to San Diego this week. I think SDSU more than capable of pulling off another win over a Power Five school. They've already done it twice this year with wins over Iowa and Ole Miss. I think they can do it against Colorado the next Tuesday. Home against Drake, 7 p.m. at Frost. Uh, so go out there support the team. Drake actually almost just almost beat Minnesota earlier this week. Then they're at UMKC on Friday, uh, a week from the uh, 15th. So December 22nd at UMKC should win that one. Then the last non-conference game is against presentation at Saturday, December 30th at 2 p.m. But uh, well, we'll wrap this up here quick. I think we're good, though. Keeps going. Keeps on moving. 
just like we will. Baby stacking come in here. Uh, the women, they beat Oklahoma, as we mentioned last week, and they, they pummeled Bowling Green 76 to 44. They're at Creighton on Friday at 4 p.m. Then home to Drake, or then they're at Drake. That's going to be a tough game. Drake's a very good uh, squad on the women's side. In Des Moines, 2 p.m. on Sunday. Then home to Wichita State on Wednesday, December 20th. Final non-conference game is at Florida Gulf Coast Friday, December 29th at 6.30 p.m. I guess they do have Dakota Wesleyan in January, but obviously I had to do that because IUPUI left. So it's a look at, uh, at what's going on on the basketball side. So interesting stuff there as always. Can't wait for basketball to get more into it. Um, more into that here. Our podcast will be a little more limited here going forward once you know, baby stacking comes here. So uh, we'll do a, one maybe every other week or so. Who knows? Well, we'll try and get in whenever we can, especially you know if, if the football team beats James Madison. Is in Frisco. Certainly, we'll have a podcast for you that week leading up to the championship game, which I believe is January sixth. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, and then, as basketball season continues, especially as we get closer to March, we will do it. But the the SDSU podcast will not be an every week thing as we've done throughout the school year. Uh, just can't. Uh, by the way, wrestling beat Central Michigan on the eighth. That was last Friday, 23-16. So that's a good win against Central Michigan. Uh, wrestling's off now until December 29th and 30th at the Kencraft Midlands Championships there in Hoffman States, Illinois. So uh, we won't go away with the podcast, not entirely, but a little few and far between here as we get more into a routine. But coming up next, Matt Zimmer, Argus leader, uh, will stop by. We'll talk about uh, the win over New Hampshire and a big preview on uh the game against JMU again this Saturday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 3.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPNU there in Harrisonburg, Virginia. It's coming up next here on the Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition, now available on iTunes. All right, continuing here, Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition. Pleased to be joined by the Argus leaders, Matt Zimmer. Matt, how are we doing? I'm good, Nate. How are you? Very good, thank you. Uh, before we get to last week, I think the the biggest question on the minds of every SDSU Jackrabbit fan is the health of Dallas Goddard. Do you have any uh, any update for us regarding him? Well, I guess I'll find out a little bit more today. Well, I, th- I think. Uh, I was at practice on Tuesday, and Dallas wasn't there at all. I mean, they, I didn't even see him in in street clothes or anything. I don't know if he was getting therapy or, uh, you know, watching film or what, but he wasn't there. Um, I don't know how much he's going to practice this week. Um, you know, the coaches have been a little bit, I don't want to say inconsistent in uh, their their message about whether or not Dallas is going to play. You know, I, I think uh, on Monday afternoon, Stig told John Gaskins that he was questionable and then later that night, he told Tyler Marion that he was doubtful. Um, I fully expect him to play, as I think everybody does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, I understand, I, I think what the Jacks are trying to do is, you know, create a little uncertainty here for competitive reasons. Yep. Um, but I just, you know, who are they fooling? I mean, this <laughs> is the, the best player on the team, uh, one of the toughest guys that plays football. Um, it was obvious to everyone last week that he wanted back into the game. I mean, everyone understood why they didn't put him back in. They didn't need him. They were right. rushing New Hampshire. But 
Um, I just, you know, unless he has a serious setback um, or, or, or something that could, you know, where he's risking permanent damage or further injury that would, you know, jeopardize his NFL prospects, any of that would be legitimate reason to have pause. But otherwise, you know, he's going to play. I right. mean, it's, this is, it, this is the, the national semifinals against the defending national champion. He's going to fly. If anything, they're maybe just being a little coy. And I think that's something that they were kind of talking about during the the broadcast last week is that maybe if SDSU needed him, he could have gotten back out there. At least that's what they were talking about. Uh, but they didn't need to as because SDSU just obliterated New Hampshire to the tune of 56-14. to 14. So if anything, it, it's probably good that he didn't have to try and fight through everything. Uh, in a close game, because then the prospects of him playing this week would probably be slim, slimmer or none uh, compared to what they are now. Yeah, they got a couple breaks there. I mean, one, like you said, I mean, he played literally one play. He got injured on the first play of the game mm-hmm. and then never came back. Uh, it's also a, a break for the Jacks that they, their game's on Saturday and not on Friday. Yes. You know, they could have had, had to play a day earlier and didn't have one fewer day to, to rest or whatever. Uh, I don't want to downplay the injury entirely. I mean, it was a legitimate injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was in some pain. Uh, I, I talked to their tight ends coach uh, on Tuesday, and I said, so is this just a, a pain tolerance thing? Because if it is, you figure, you know, he'll take some aspirin and go out and tough it out. Uh, but Luke said, no, it's it's more than that. He said it, it potentially, you know, is, is limiting his movement a little bit and, and sort of the, the range of motion, that kind of thing. So that's, you know, that's legitimate. It's easy for us. You know, to sit here and go, oh, get your butt out there and play. But if right. it's causing you, you know, discomfort or making it difficult for you to do what you normally do, uh, then, then there's something to be said for that. I'm just saying uh, he's such a good player and such a, a tough player uh, that I, I just don't see any circumstance where he lets anything uh, keep him off the field. Well, hopefully this doesn't, if he gets injured further and would need any work done after the season, hopefully this wouldn't uh, impact his draft stock too much there. But that aside, headed into this week's game against JMU, it's a fairly obvious question, I guess, that I'm going to ask. But, I mean, how big of an impact would it be for SDSU's offense to not have Goddard in the lineup? What will this do in terms of how JMU would uh, attack them defensively? Well, JMU has such a good secondary that uh, it would put a lot of pressure on Jake Winicky. Uh It would probably, I would, I would assume uh, the Jacks would probably run the ball a lot more. You know, I'm kind of curious as to what the game plan against New Hampshire would have looked like if Dallas hadn't got hurt. Would they have run the ball as much as they did? You know, I don't think they probably would have. Uh, Jake Winicky kind of indicated after the game, we asked him, well, you know, Dallas goes down, how did that change things? And he said it changed a lot because, you know, he's the number one option basically in all of our plays. So I think they would probably say, okay, we don't have our dude here. We've got to try to run the ball at least enough that they can't just, you know, focus all their attention on Jake Winicky. Uh Potentially it would open up a guy like Kate Johnson or Marquise Lewis for a big game, but uh, it, would, it would put an awful lot of pressure on Taron Christian and Jake Winicky, uh and allow that defense to be a lot more aggressive because I think – that's kind of what that defense thrives on. I, you know, I've seen some film of a couple of their games. I don't want to act like I, I have their schemes down. I don't. Mm-hmm. But I'm just kind of I'm just kind of assuming if you've got 43 sacks and 25 interceptions, I'm guessing you're probably a, an aggressive defense. Uh, so 
losing a guy like Dallas Goddard, who isn't just a great player, but plays a position where a lot of times it's easy to lose track of a guy, uh, that would make it, I would think, easier for JMU to, to really be more aggressive, uh, take more chances, and potentially force more turnovers, get more sacks. Absolutely. Uh, it, it was nice to see last week that Jake had a huge game, a rushing touchdown, what, first in his career, I believe. Is that what they said? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, of course, going over 100 yards, had a couple touchdowns. Had a, He could have had a third one, too, if he hadn't dropped on uh, a pretty easy pass there in the, in the game. But it was nice to see him have that breakout game and... It was nice to see it in absence of Dallas Goddard because you knew after Goddard left that New Hampshire would probably try and key in on Wenneke, and he still had that monster game. Yeah, uh, him and Taryn really had uh, you know a, a connection or a rapport that you really haven't seen all year, and and you know maybe that's somewhat coincidental. I don't know, um, but you know some of those you know you look at the stats and go oh, nine for one forty. They had a big game, but you know some of them Jake was covered well. Uh, some of them were comeback routes where Taryn had to make a perfect throw, uh, you know, and, and throw to a spot before Jake was there. Those are tough throws to make. You've got to really be in tune with your receiver uh, to complete those passes, and they completed a bunch of them. So, yeah, I mean, that was, you know, I don't think Jake's a guy who ever doubted himself or lost any confidence. In fact, I know he's not. He's not that kind of guy. Um, but I think it was good for the whole offense, really, uh, to be reminded of how impactful he can be. Uh, and it was probably good. Uh, to remind everyone else, whether it's James Madison or, or North Dakota State or in the maybe Sam Houston State, that, that uh, hey, this is a guy that, that can still be uh, a major, major weapon. This team is playing so well that you could see it at the end of the regular season there. Ever since the Hobo Day loss to Northern Iowa, it seems like they've turned it up a notch in the playoffs. Where are they at right now, confidence-wise? Because it's, it's got to be sky high for them. It is to the point that I would almost... You know, someone asked me, I was on a, a, a podcast with someone from the James Madison side, and they said, you know, do you think SDSU will, will come in here with the confidence that they can win? And I kind of chuckled, and I said, if anything, I'd be worried that they're too confident, that they're going to yeah. come in here thinking, you know, that they're going to blow you guys out, um, just because that's how well they've been playing. I mean, both sides of the football, I mean, the offense, defense, uh, special teams, yes. you know, Chase Vinatieri, Kate Johnson, I mean, this team's rolling, and, uh, you know... James Madison got by by the skin of their teeth last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that that necessarily means they're vulnerable or anything. I don't think it does. Weaver State was playing really well, too. Um, but, you know, what, I, I've said this a couple times this week. When you play in a conference with North Dakota State, uh, a, a team that, you know, is the gold standard in FCS football, uh, and you have to play them every single year, sometimes twice a year, uh, it's really hard for anyone else to seem intimidating or seem like, you know, an insurmountable challenge. Yep. You've got at least one game like that on your schedule every single year. And, you know, most years, whether it's Illinois State or Northern Iowa <clears throat> or USD or whatever, in any given year, there's probably two or three other teams in your conference that are almost that good. Yep. So with no due respect to James Madison, uh, they're just not going to, be on some level that SDSU isn't familiar with. Absolutely, and you mentioned that there is a potential that NDSU and SDSU will meet for a second time in Frisco. Don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but uh, you know North Dakota State has to host Sam Houston State on Friday. It's on ESPN two, I believe, at seven. I can't imagine that they're going to lose, but there's always the chance there. So, uh, I mean, how real of a possibility are we have, uh, 
going to have of NDSU versus SDSU? Because I think that, I mean, a lot of fans are excited for that, obviously. Yeah, um, you know, back when the season started, uh, back in August, I wrote a couple different times that if I'd had a vote in the top 25 poll, I don't, that I would have had NDSU, SDSU 1-2, that I thought they were the two best teams in FCS football, and that if the bracket played out, that they should maybe end up playing in the national championship. Uh, I don't say that to brag because I think I really underestimated James Madison at the time. I don't think I quite gave them their due. Sure. Uh, but, here, but here we are. I mean, we, it's obviously very close to happening. Uh, I'll be very shocked if Sam Houston State beats the Bison. I mean, the, yep, I the last too. three times they've played, NDSU has smoked them. And, uh, you know, their, their offense is going to have to play an almost perfect game uh, because their defense is going to have a tough time keeping Easton Stick and company off the field. So if you assume the Bison are going to be there, and obviously that leaves it up to the Jacks. That in itself, I think, is is kind of some pressure because the NDSU game will be over by then. You know, yep. they play on Friday night. So if the Bison win on Friday night, uh, I think that's another motivator. The Jacks will go in there Saturday going, okay, they held up their end of the bargain. We cannot uh, be the team that didn't get it done. So, um, you know, I think I saw James Madison is, was a three-point favorite. The first line that came out, maybe that's moved a little bit. I don't pay a lot of attention to it. Um, and, I, and, you know, being that they've won 25 in a row and they're the defending champs and they're at home, uh, certainly they deserve to be the favorite. But I think when you look at these two teams personnel-wise and just uh, how well they're both playing right now, I mean, to me it's basically a toss-up. I concur completely with you on that. I assume you're making the trip to Harrisonburg, or, or are you going to – well. You yeah, I'll be there. We're, we're uh, leaving tomorrow around noon, I think. Okay, that's good. And I, Well, obviously you have to be flying there. So safe travels uh, there. Enjoy the game on Saturday. We'll see what happens. And then who knows, is it going to be the Dakota Marker Part 2 down in Frisco? Or as uh, people in uh, Fargo are saying, it's South Fargo. So SDSU is going to have to... Uh, I mean, that would be another difficult game, but uh, we'll see. We don't want to count our chickens before the they hatch, right? That's correct. We'll see what happens. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Matt, so much for the time. Appreciate it as always, uh, and have fun on Saturday. Yep. See you, Nate. Matt Zammer, Argus leader, kind enough to spend a few minutes with us. Hey, SDSU's confidence level, sky high right now. Uh, It's going to be really difficult. Um, Obviously, you know, the, the, the trepidation that I have is that NDSU and SDSU would lose or would meet in Frisco and SDSU would lose and you'd never be able to hear the end of it if you're an SDSU fan. There's also the flip side of that is that but I mean we, we don't want to get into that scenario quite yet. SDSU has a daunting challenge ahead of them and it's really the the key to all of this is going to be on Dallas Goddard's health. I mean, JMU's got a great defense, uh, so certainly it's not going to be easy for SDSU, but uh, we'll see what they can do. And, uh, of course, you know, Jake having that big game last week certainly helped uh, North Dakota State playing Sam Houston State on Friday night, so you'll uh, SDSU will know for sure by Saturday, you know, Friday, by Friday night, you know, end of, you know, probably midnight there at the at the latest 10 o'clock most likely but you'll know they'll, they'll know if NDSU is going to be in Frisco or not JMU will know who they will be playing is it going to be Sam Houston State or NDSU so 
Uh, it's going to be fascinating. I think you know special teams you know, to pull a lead course. So here, special teams is incredibly important, and SDSU special teams have been great. And as Matt said, they are playing great on all sides of the football right now, offense, defense. But again, special teams. Chase Vinatieri is doing an outstanding job. Uh, I mean, this team is has so much confidence right now, and they're playing so well. They they have annihilated. Northern Iowa and New Hampshire in the two games in the in the playoffs so far. Is, is that level of competition the same as in the regular season? Well, at least with respect to Northern Iowa, yes, it is because Northern Iowa is in the Missouri Valley, so that's a difficult game. Now, could we have said what might have happened with Central Arkansas last week? No, we, and we'll never know. But I have to imagine with the way SDSU is playing right now that NDSU or that that they would have beat Central Arkansas, so you would be in the same scenario here going up against JMU, who struggled, as Matt mentioned, with Weber State last week. Uh, so, very intriguing game. What is it? Uh, 2.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPNU. That's, uh, that's when the Jacks play. 3.30. My apologies. It is 3.30 p.m. Central Time. So, 4.30 Eastern. 3.30 Central Time on ESPNU. James Madison against South Dakota State should be great fun. Appreciate you listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition, as always. Uh, we didn't expect this this week. Baby Sacken has chosen not to come yet as, as of the time of the, or the recording of this podcast. So, uh, I guess, thank you, Baby Stacken, for allowing us to get one last podcast in here before... Um, before the game, before this big game where SDSU's never been before as to the in terms of the college football playoff, or excuse me, the SCS playoff semifinal. So that's huge, obviously, for them. Uh, we will be back. If SDSU happens to make it to Frisco, certainly we will try and get a podcast out to you sometime uh, in the week leading up to that game. Um, we will do that, and then we'll try and sprinkle a few here, uh, a few a few SDSU podcasts here and there as basketball season goes, and then especially as we get closer to March, we'll we'll try and hammer a few more out there. But uh, the the Jackrabbit, the SDSU Jackrabbit podcast, will uh, be kind of subsiding here for a little bit, but we will certainly do what we can. So make sure you. Um, as always, stay tuned. Um, follow me on Twitter at Andy Stacken. Otherwise, uh, on Facebook, Nathan Stacken will have a link posted. If we do do a podcast throughout the, um, you know, whenever throughout the week, we can certainly let you know here. Uh, I can do some programming scheduling here uh, to let you know. Hey, look for the SDSU podcast this week, or nope, we're not doing one. So I will try my best to do that, uh, and we will. You know the the regular sports block podcasts, of course, are, both of which can be available or are available and can be found on iTunes. Um, we'll do we'll keep doing that. Maybe not quite as long. Maybe uh, not every week, but most weeks. But uh, certainly stay tuned for that. Again, you can find it on iTunes. Otherwise, follow me on Twitter at Andy Stacken. Otherwise, Facebook Nathan Stacken. Appreciate you for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition. Uh, thank you to Matt Zimmer for joining me. Always appreciate his time. And 3.30 p.m. Central Time, ESPNU, Saturday. Be there or be square. 
watch the Dukes of James Madison, see if they can hold off the Jackrabbits of South Dakota State. Is this the... Oh, JMU. No. I was going to like JMU versus Jacks, but hey, regardless, as always, uh, we end the podcast as we always do with a go big, go blue, go Jacks. We'll talk to you in the near future about this game, about SDSU sports, basketball, and more. Talk to you later here. Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition.